Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. Every day I get to help women rise and find their own healing despite their circumstances. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. If you're looking for just betrayal topics, catch me on my former podcast where there are four years of golden content, all for free at your fingertips. All right, let's do this. Today, we are going to be talking about creating emotional intimacy with your man, which maybe everyone wants the answers to. And I have a guest, uh, who's a relationship coach, Paige, uh, Paige Franzen, and she's a certified life coach and mother of five. Her passion is to help women become whole and learn how to effectively communicate with the men in their lives, which, yeah, I, I just understanding each other as humans is maybe a lifetime piece of work and goal for us all. But I really like that we're going to be focusing on, um, I, I heard it yesterday from a friend. I just mm. want this emotional intimacy with my partner. And so yeah. Paige, you're here to answer all of our questions, <laughs> which we're so excited about. So Thank um, you. welcome, welcome. And I would love to hear how you even got to this place. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're coaching people through relationships. What brought you here? Yes. Yeah. Well, as you know, it's everything in life is a long story. Um, but the short of it would be, I've always really been uh, drawn to understanding people, understanding relationship and how to create connection. And I've tried all sorts of things and mostly I failed. <laughs> I've failed um, to do that. Um, and I think that I've learned that one of the reasons we fail isn't because we are not trying. It's because we don't necessarily have the tools that we need in order to accomplish mm. what it is we're trying to create, um, especially create to last, um, which is intimate relationship. And so um, it's through a lot of understanding what healthy, unhealthy relationship is that I got to the place, um, including a failed marriage of mine, um, to get to a place where I was desperate to find out what healthy relationship looked like and not to throw the masculine role out of my life because mm -hmm. I love men and I think men need to be honored just as much as women need to be honored. And so there's, um, that was, that's really been my heart and my passion. And now that I learned what I have, it's become my joy to help other women maybe avoid things that I, mm -hmm. I failed at. I love that and can very much relate to <laughs> that dynamic of maybe you didn't sign up for this, you know, as your life's work, but it yeah. really becomes your life's work when you start to implement and to heal your own life and see like, Oh, everyone needs to know these things. This is saving us or here's where I went wrong and I yes. wish, you know, where I could do it different the next time around. So, yeah. um, I love that. Absolutely. 
Okay. So Paige, I know you, uh, you just taught a workshop on this topic. And so I'm curious, you know, are, where is the majority of the people that you get to work with? Where are they coming from? Are they, is it like, I think, whether you're in a really great spot in your relationship or maybe you're really at a low spot and, and really Mm -hmm. disconnected and struggling, there's still this, that you're putting forth bids of connection. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I want you. And also maybe at the same time we push them away. And (laughs) so it's this funny thing. And so I'm just curious what it looks like for you with the people that you work with. Yeah, like you said, you know, um, when you're in long term relationship, um, you go through those highs and lows, but at the core of it, you're always making those bids for connection. And um, life gets in the way um, of creating kind of emotional flurries around us that don't allow us to kind of use the building blocks um, for creating that emotional intimacy that we were really good at at the beginning. Mm. Um, you know, kids get in the way, schedules get in the way. And I say get in the way because it seems like that. It's not that, you know, our schedules are the problem or our children are the problem because certainly that's not the case. But um, we forget that upon the building of the relationship in the first place is a lot of emotion. And I think that's one of the keys to creating lasting intimacy and those emotional connections is really realizing that our emotions are really the answer to creating that. And a lot of women are frustrated and they're confused because the emotions that they're currently feeling are negative. Mm. They're, they're, they're frustrated um, with the circumstances or they're frustrated that they're not the center of attention like they used to be, or they're frustrated that they're not being heard. Um, or they're frustrated because they don't know what it is they're wanting even. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a big process of filtering. I call it filtering, um, that I teach, um, that is really one of the first steps to be able to take what it is you're feeling, filter it and translate it in a way that's going to be received by men because we communicate in such different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I can relate. Um, just recently, <laughs> my boyfriend said, okay, now take all the emotion out and come at me logically because I, right. I want to hear you. And I can hear, like, I have space for all your emotion. And now you've given me that now give me the logic. And I'm like, yes, let me, let me go back and journal some more. Um, And, uh, you know, and that's, and I think what we don't realize, or at least I didn't realize is that I was trying to communicate to my partner in a way that I would talk to my girlfriend and that's not helpful. And, um, and I don't think um, it has to be a negative thing. You know, sometimes we hear that and we think, well, shoot, I've been doing it all wrong or, um, or I don't know how to do that. Or Mm -hmm. um, a lot of, you know, problems arise in our mind when we hear things like that. 
And it's really a lot simpler than we think. Um, girlfriends are a really great resource for mm -hmm. that filtering because we often um, use conversation to filter what it is we're feeling and get to the bottom of things. Whereas men, they get to the bottom of the things all inside first <laughs> and then communicate. Yes. So we're very much opposite in that way. And so um, I think that it's a subconscious uh, realization for women to be aware of that we might be expecting our male partner to be more like our girlfriend when in fact they're really not. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to call it, um, well, we do this in my women's groups too, but it's, you know, they're full of women and we're coming in, we're giving our first draft. Like here's my first draft yes. where I just need to get a lot of the emotion out, but I'm also give me eyes to see right? What I'm not mm -hmm. seeing. And so I think if you have good friends who are not just saying, yes, yes. Like the yes, men, I, I don't like friends like that because it just keeps me in the same spot I need. Yeah. And I often ask and give them permission, help me have eyes to see what I'm not seeing. Um, cause it is helpful to have that third, you know, party of eyes looking in without throwing your partner under the bus or, um, that type of thing. I think it yeah. is good. So, and, and I say all of that too. Oh, excuse me. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I say all of that to say, it's not that you, you don't go to your partner um, to help filter your feel feelings, because in fact, men are a great resource for that. If you go to a man and say, I'm having trouble figuring out what it is I'm feeling, would you help me? They'll say, sure. <laughs> men love to be helpful. Mm -hmm. um, men want, they, they feel loved when they're able to help you. Oh my gosh. They're turned on when they're <laughs> able to help us. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. and so many of us women are like, I got this, leave me like, I don't need you. I don't need you. At least all the women that I work with. And so that is our <laughs> big work is to like, yes, but also we can receive help and ask for help. So, yes. um, Okay. So maybe we're have some people listening and they're saying, okay, this is maybe my relationship where I am feeling some resentment, some frustration and let down, maybe disappointment. <laughs> There's a million emotions we could probably feel in a relationship. So first off it's normal if, or it's common is probably a better word. If you're feeling those things and you're not sure what to do with it and how to make a change, maybe you're having the same argument over and over and over. Um, and it's just like, I'm saying it every time and they don't understand. So mm -hmm. where do we go from here? Um, if they're, if they're listening and they're saying, okay, this is me. And I just tell me Paige, how do I go and, and get that emotional intimacy? Where do we actually need to start? Yeah. Well, you said a key thing I would definitely kind of springboard off of, which is I keep saying the same thing over and over again and nothing's working. And, um, that's exactly why you should stop doing that. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. And that's, um, that hurts a little bit, you know, cause we're wanting good things. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, figuring out what it is you're feeling. Um, oftentimes when we're, 
making saying the same thing over and over again, sometimes that's a sign that we're not um, actually secure really in ourselves. We might be looking to our partner to validate us in what we're thinking and feeling. And so it's great to take a step back and ask yourself the question, what it what is it that I want here? What's what is it that I need in this situation? And the second question is, can I provide that for myself? Mm-hmm. And that's like the first step that I would say we all have to do constantly. Because if we're going to have mature relationships, then we need to show up as mature and interdependent people. And so um, asking those two questions first would definitely be a great start. And let's just say that um, someone is um, has figured out, I'm feeling, I'm feeling not paid attention to. Let's just say that's the problem. And... Um, And so maybe one thing you could say, um, and I kind of give formulas for how we speak to men. um, And we always want to speak in the most positive way we can. Um, Just like you would a colleague or a girlfriend or a parent or your child. You always want to kind of come at it from the front door with a warm welcome. And I think it's underestimated how vital speaking with warmth is. Um, And it's also a way to practice femininity. Um, So always um, start a a conversation with your partner with a a comment of warmth, of appreciation. Um, Men deeply need appreciation, um, even if it's not exactly pertaining to the very problem that you might be wanting to discuss. Um, Secondly, I do think it matters when we speak our gratitude, like a gratitude mm -hmm. journal is great, but when Mm -hmm. we start speaking it, that is something I have my girls do every single day, like be accountable to, because even if I'm just being grateful to my children or grateful to someone who's helping me, someone on the internet, like it does feel different and it raises our vibration and it raises theirs. Um, I'm going to get you off track for one second. We were in a a disagreement the other day and I said, okay, like let's stop and let's hug. And I Mm -hmm. said, our, he said, our vibration is so low now because we are talking Mm -hmm. about this stupid thing, but it's not a fight. And I said, okay, I'm going to speak some gratitude. And I know it sounds Mm -hmm. dumb, but that is the quickest way to raise our vibration. And so I just hugged Mm -hmm. him and I told him all the things I was grateful for in that moment. And he immediately was like, Okay. Yeah, that actually did help. Um, so <laughs> yes, on that and yeah. and in the repair even. Yes. And I call yes. the sandwich. Let's sandwich it. Here's the good. That's right. That's Here's a great the- picture. <laughs> yep, that's right. And one of the reasons why that 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 hiring your vibration does help is because it's true. Um, David Meltzer, who's one of my favorite entrepreneurial mentors online, he always says that truth is um, the highest vibration and it always, always penetrates the fastest. Hmm. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. And, and gratitude is true because we are thankful yeah. for the things that we have. So 
So taking those comments, um, warmth, appreciation, gratitude, however you want to put it, it's all the same energy. And then, and then sharing how it is you're feeling. And this again is part of, you've already kind of filtered out what it is you're feeling. Um, I'm not feeling paid attention to, um, and you, you own it. You mm -hmm. have, if you own your emotions and you're comfortable with your own emotions, that's a way for a man to be able to trust you, especially when you can communicate them clearly and calmly and, and maybe passionately at times. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, these, these are mature conversations happening there. There might be tears. Um, and, but there's usually not a lot of angst and there's usually not a lot of, um, blaming involved yeah. the energy of blaming and shaming. So when you can come to your partner and share your true emotion without any of those blaming or shaming statements, um, then you usually listen to, and then, and then wrapping it up, which is kind of like what you said, a little sandwich, um, you, you make it clear what it is you like. Mm -hmm. Men really appreciate it when you're clear with them. And, uh, and I will say this, it's really great to have something clear in mind. It's really great to know what it is you want. Um, but there might be women out there that say, well, I did that and I said that and my partner still doesn't want, doesn't either want to or can't give that to me. And that's hard um, to hear. Mm -hmm. And this is where it's vitally important to not be attached to the outcome. Because when you're speaking the truth, or at least the way it is you're feeling, which is what you would probably call your truth at that time, mm -hmm. um, you're, it's not, you're not reliant upon a response in order for it to be heard. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you can release the outcome, you can usually come to a solution a lot faster. Yeah. Um, and I think I, that's more important than people realize. So I want you to say it again, because okay. I think when we go into an apology or a bid for connection or all these things, we're still, we're still waiting for that person to like, I will give you this, but you have to give me this in return instead of, I'm just going to give like, here's my stuff. Yep. And let's see, maybe you can hold space. I hope you can. Um, but if not, I got me and I can soothe me and I can yes. give. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's the, a very clear litmus test for a healthy relationship. Um, where you go to your partner and say, I'd really like it um, that after, let's just say the problem was that uh, when your partner comes home, they're not paying attention to you. You know, let's just say you even have kids. Um, mm -hmm. I remember having little kids and feeling not paid attention to. That's a really hard phase of life yes. to be in. And, um, you know, saying something like, um, I know you've had a really long day at work. I appreciate how hard you work for, you know, our family, you know, we both work really hard and um, I'm, I'm feeling a little left out 
of the equation, you know, between you and me. And I'd really like it if we could find some time to uh, connect on a regular basis. And if you could think about that, I'd really appreciate it if you could um, come up with some ideas for how okay. we might be able to accomplish that. Can I just point out some things here? Because I've done it wrong 1 million times. And so I'm going to point out uh, the ways that I do it. So what I hear is one, like you talked about, you're giving gratitude because mm -hmm. there is always good. And I mean, if you're in a relationship and there's not some good, why are we in the relationship? That's the first question. Um, yeah, those so are there is red flags. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a different podcast. Um, yes. So there is good. So take the time to slow down and find the good. Okay. You're speaking that, but then there is no finger pointing. You're really, you're setting them up to really hear you and to mm -hmm. come up with ideas with you. You're not saying this is what I need. And if you don't give it to me, like da da da. I think we hear, we follow things on Instagram and we're like, I'm going to be boundaried. And, and then we just throw it out crazy. And we're like, wait, it's not working. And it's still, it, it feels controlling. It feels yeah. like I'm the mom. It feels yeah. critical. And, yeah. um, what I've heard in the partners I've been with is, you know, I grew up with that critical voice. Mm -hmm. And, um, I adopted that critical voice that I've worked really, really hard to let go of. And yeah, yeah I'm finding that I still find it in the relationship. So I can, mm -hmm. I've gotten rid of it with myself and mm -hmm. with my judgments towards other people, but in a relationship, I can pull out negativity and, and that critical voice out of mm -hmm. nothing. And so yeah. I'm still working on that. Um, sure. my delivery your delivery mm -hmm. was beautiful and it gave an opportunity to work as a team. Yep. Hey, we're not, you're not the enemy. You're not yeah. this person that I'm mad at. And I, like, Hey, yeah. I want you. Yeah. And this is me saying, and I want you. <laughs> that's right. And the key is recognizing that what you're feeling isn't the enemy either. Yes. That's huge. That's a huge thing I had to learn was these negative feelings that I was feeling felt at war against mm -hmm. my partner. And that is not what emotions are meant to be. Emotions are signals yeah. for what's really deep, deepest inside of our hearts and in our souls for where it is we're going and what it is we're desiring. And so when those emotions come up, we have to pay attention to them. Otherwise they will stay in our body, which you know very well is can cause disease and stress, Cold which going to lead to more disease. Um, <laughs> so many things. And, and they, and it's, it's like a, you know, it's like a, a canister with holes in the bottom, just it goes sprays everywhere. And, and then you really can't control it. So understanding and kind of destigmatizing your emotions is really key to being able to communicate them. If you're feeling frustrated, that doesn't mean you are frustrated. You're just feeling frustrated. Mm -hmm. So why am I feeling frustrated? And that's a great journal prompt or conversation to have with your girlfriend, or even if you, if you can, your partner. Yes. And getting curious about emotions is a really great way to um, dissect them and um, kind of lay them out on the table mm -hmm. um, and 
and not wage war with them. Mm, I love that because that can definitely happen and feel, especially if we're doing our work to heal and then these <laughs> emotions pop up and we're like, ah, I should be better at this. And, well, and I and they, go ahead. They pop up at times that really feel inconvenient. <laughs> mm. Yes. Uh, I think for me, I know there's a lot of science behind writing things down and, and just slowing down our brain. But I make a lot of connections when I journal, um, whether it's typing it on my phone or writing it out because something, you know, my body is sending me these cues and saying, or signals, like you're saying and saying, Hey, like Mm -hmm. there's some emotion here. And when I feel big emotion over something that I'm like kind of trying to observe and, and zoom out and say, why am I reacting in such a big way? Why am I feeling in such a big way? And when I really start to make those connections and write things down, I realize it's familiar. This Mm -hmm. feels familiar to something that's happened in my past. And Mm -hmm. my body or my mind is Mm -hmm. saying, it's the same. We're in that same thing. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not. Yeah, We're not in the same thing, but my body is showing up in that a lot of the time. And so just the ability to slow down and to figure that out and to like, this makes sense. Of course I feel this way. That makes, you know, and now I can start to work through it so that I can, um, I, I prefer doing that. Sometimes you can talk it out with your partner um, and have those realizations, but it takes some really skilled partners to do that kind of work together. That's absolutely right. Um, another thing that, um, I feel like I failed at that. I understand a lot better now that actually, um, isn't as scary as I thought it would be is. I, I use the the idea or the picture of putting things in jars and putting them on the shelf. They're, they're going to be there and I can pick them up anytime I want. Um, but they're there. And if I can't figure it out right now, then I might be able to figure it out another time. Mm-hmm. And we all know that we do figure things out when we are in that calm state, when we're not in fight or flight. Um, and that we, when we are, um, mm-hmm. heart centered <laughs> and feeling aligned in, you know, in your life and your purpose and your, in your goals and your, even if it's a goal for the day. Um, so, you know, I want to bring up the fact that long-term relationship is a gift in that way. You don't have to figure it out right now. You don't have to figure out even today. It might take a few days. It might take going to a counselor for a few months. You know, it might, uh, it might take a, a walk in the park. It, you know, if you can learn to be able to honor your emotions, keep them on the shelf and not use them as weapons or walls um, in the meantime with your partner that is going to create a lot of cohesive interaction. And it's also going to create more intimacy. Um, men understand this principle really well. They know and they know how to take what it is they're thinking or feeling, put it aside, finish the job, and then kind of get back mm-hmm. at it. Um, and I think they are great models to us in that way. Um, and again, we're not talking about, you know, unhealthy 
um, partnerships here. We're talking about two people who are committed to loving one another and being open and staying open to love. Mm -hmm. I love all of that. And um, (laughs) sometimes it's so simple. Like that sounds so simple and so doable. And yet Mm -hmm. I wasn't living that full potential in my marriage where yeah. I, I really did when there was a lack of uh, emotional connection and there was that feeling of disconnection, it mm-hmm. became the enemy. So rather than mm-hmm. we have this problem and we got to figure mm-hmm. it out, it was like, mm-hmm. you are the problem or yeah. I was the problem. And right. so trying to untether that into what you're describing has been clunky for me. <laughs> and really yeah. though, I'm you know, I, I still, when I try to ask clarifying questions or I try to show up and deliver well, I'm like, Oh, let me try. You try again. Cause that still isn't the way I know it should be done. Should. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I'm trying and yeah, it, it, it is this practice. And so I think yeah. I hear women who they get this idea. Okay. I'm going to listen to what Paige said. I'm going to do it exactly how she said to do it. And, and then the partner says, cool, let's come up with some ideas. Let's start doing check-ins every other mm-hmm. sun or every Sunday or something. And let's mm-hmm. go over our week and plan and, and connect or end of day. Let's take a shower together and have like a no phone, no kids kind of connection and just sure. talk. And then it doesn't happen every day. And mm-hmm. so you, you start to like, now I have to, and we slip into that masculine role of being and being critical and like, see, they don't even care. And now I, if it's going to happen, it has to be me. I hear this all the time. And I think we just forget, like for me, when I feel those emotions bubble up of frustration, I have to just look in the mirror and say, wait, I mess up too. And yeah, when I commit to do something and, and then I forget or I, something else becomes prioritized, I'm not showing up how I want to show up either. And yeah. I have to give that same grace. You know, if I want a partner who's this, this, and this, who needs to be that me? That's right. Yeah. It would be, it would be not unfair for us to ask something of our partners that we're not showing really? up as. <laughs> yes. And yeah, yeah, I can and, absolutely own that, that sometimes I that, don't. Right. Yeah. We, we all, we all do. We're, <laughs> we're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's okay. And the thing is, is when we do say, Oh, I, I, I'm so sorry that I just came across that way. I just recognized it again. And I'm really wanting to get better at that. And, you know, can we put that aside? You know, mm-hmm. can, can we do, yes. can we just, can I have a do-over? <laughs> yes. Okay. One of my favorite things is giving permission to your partner if they're safe, right? And like, we're not weaponizing our flaws. That is my yeah. least favorite thing in a relationship. Um, yeah. But when a, when you can give your partner permission and say, hey, I'm really going to start to work on the way I deliver my yeah. emotion or deliver my bits of connection, will you help me? Yeah. Um, that feels different than... I'm just going to try it. And then it doesn't work out. And they say, see you were here. You are again. And here's the pattern. And that doesn't feel like a team and that doesn't feel good. But when I have a partner who says, Hey, you're doing that thing again. Do you want to try again? 
that is so gentle and patient and loving. And I'm like, yeah, like a thousand percent. Let me try again. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's awesome that you can experience that. I was thinking of the woman who might not be able to ask for that assistance. There are women that, um, whose partners really maybe are dead set on believing that they're not going to change. Um, and so be careful what it is you do ask for, because some women, you know, can't ask for that help. And if that's the case, that's okay. Um, that just means that you just really need to be really careful how you approach and how you say things and taking that extra 10 seconds or three seconds, even, which feels like 10 sometimes Mm -hmm. to really respond in the way that you would like to be spoken to, um, is, is really the key. Mm -hmm. Um, so my friend was just saying, you know, we were having this discussion about what do you think is the number one, you know, uh, cause of deterioration in relationship. And, and I don't really know the answer to that fully. I'm sure there's a plethora of things, Mm -hmm. but miscommunication, which includes, you know, mal communication (laughs) would probably be one of the biggest contributors. And, um, and so when you have a partner where you can just say, Hey, I'm working on this. Um, you know, I listened to this podcast or I read this book and I really feel like I want to get better at this and I need your patience. Yes. I need your patience because I want to be self-aware enough where I can recognize it. And if I mess up, you know, will you work with me? (laughs) Yes. Um, And, and I, I don't even know how to say this, but I, I want to like the way you first said that it, it like, I don't want, that sounds a little bit like, um, weak for the feminine side to just like walk on eggshells and, Mm -hmm. and, and we're not saying that, um, if we're in a relationship where we're walking on eggshells and we cannot ask for our needs and our needs are not met, that's different. And I I know that's not what you're saying. And I want to make sure that the audience hears that, um, we are still showing up in our strength and, and, and still asking, we're not being needy. We have needs. Everyone does. No, no. And I think, I think changing the narrative around our needs, um, or our strengths even, um, part of our strength as women is the power of our emotions. Mm-hmm. They change things and, um, they can change the course of how things occur. And, uh, I love that about being a woman. Um, and I don't mean that in a manipulative way. I mean that in the most beautiful, mm-hmm. artful, feminine, sensual way possible. Um, Men fall in love with women's hearts, not their merely the other things. Mm. Men fall in love with women because they, they identify with that particular woman's emotions. And so when we can understand that they are okay with our particular emotions, especially if you can rewind back to that very beginning and, and really remember and kind of embrace a lot of those very strong emotions and passions that we shared um, in that first, you know, couple years of that relationship. 
um, that is actually our strength in mm -hmm. the relationship. And again, like you said, it's not a matter of um, walking on eggshells and thinking that, um, you know, this man is more superior or more in charge or, you know, has more power than me over this relationship. I know there's a lot of those unhealthy dynamics all in all sorts of mm -hmm. different contexts. Um, but owning your feelings is probably one of the most foundational ways um, and being able to communicate them is extremely powerful and it draws in um, interest. And I don't mean interest um, in a sensual way, although it can lead to an interest in a sensual way. It draws an interest because we women are very interesting creatures. Um, we're mysterious even into us sometimes. We don't always understand what it is that's happening in our, our minds, our hearts, our seasons. And so when you can flow with your own um, way, then it creates a dynamic that um, hopefully will, will show in the male will show interest um, in what it is and where we're, where it is we're going. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I'm just going to point out because there may be women who were once like me, who I always thought I just wasn't emotional. And I would joke that I'm the man in the relationship, which I mm -hmm. definitely showed up as a lot of the time. Um, I'm a very emotional person, but I wasn't given that opportunity to understand what emotions were until yeah. I was about 35 years old and a yeah. therapist introduced me to the feelings well, and it radically changed my life. So for me, I didn't, you know, I was, I was the girl who went to therapy after my first you know, marriage and said, I'm, I just mad that he cheated, but I didn't know there was other emotions. Yeah. And to be introduced to like, Oh, I feel rejected. I yeah. feel embarrassed. I feel so yeah. many other emotions wrapped into yeah. it. Now it's, I'm still learning how to deliver yeah. the emotion because I had to learn how to actually start to feel it and then yeah. to acknowledge it and mm -hmm. move it through my body. It's so it's a process and it's not something that, yes. uh, you know, if you didn't grow up with that permission to feel or the skill set mm -hmm. to feel, it sounds so dumb, yes. but we are emotional beings meant to, we're just not yeah. given the skills and tools to actually move them through our bodies. So, yeah. um, there's this, uh, my boyfriend sent it to me today. Actually, it's called Piff Marty is who said it, but he wrote the song about boys do cry. And it just, mm -hmm. I found it ironic since that's what our podcast, you know, we're talking about the emotional part, but he talks about like, Hey, we are, we are also emotional beings who were, you know, mm -hmm. as society has told us to not be. And, mm -hmm. you know, if a boy cries, if a man, if a man cries, then they're weak. And mm -hmm. so it's not just our responsibility to come to the relationship with emotions, I mm -hmm. think it is beautiful when the masculine man can start to understand and learn what they are feeling and what they need. Yes. And yes. It's, it's clunky and it's messy. <laughs> yeah. And that's a beautiful, perfect segue, Ashlyn, to really understanding a key to creating emotional intimacy with a man is when we start that process of 
being comfortable and dissecting and marinating sometimes even in our emotions and then becoming familiar with them and then being able to sort them and filter them and, and express them and communicate them. Oftentimes that's the very thing men need in order to be able to open up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge mistake that I made um, in my marriage was I was always looking to my partner to open up to me. <laughs> but what I didn't know is that I wasn't even open to myself. Mm. <laughs> and so um, we look for this emotional intimacy when we're not even emotionally intimate with ourselves. So that's a huge um, starting point and foundation or framework that we have to understand as women in order to allow a man to truly open up. And when you are in an intimate relationship, that man is with you because he wants to open up with you. He feels like you might be the person he can open up with because men don't feel like they can open up with very many people at all. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it's, ugh, it's always the mirror crap, but um, <laughs> just like look in the mirror and are we being vulnerable with ourselves enough? I can't tell you how many times people will say like, I don't want to admit the things I'm thinking or the negativity yeah. or the critical thoughts or my belief system because it's ugly. Yeah. Um, but it's vulnerable to even admit it to yourself. You don't have to tell me what your, you know, those things are, but, um, I hear a lot of men say, I'm not needy. I'm really easy. And yet they, they have big emotions and don't know what to do with them. And so I think as humans, yeah, the more we can become self-aware and really figure out what we're feeling, what we're needing to move through and soothe ourselves. And yeah. it's just, this is a tiny puzzle piece of the tiny. work that, that we have to do as humans to really understand ourselves and each other and to have the relationships that we want and deserve. Yeah, And it's, I don't, I don't know how you get an easy relationship without choosing to be self-aware and to have vulnerable conversations easy, an easy relationship where you're not doing those things is one of you is not happy. You cannot be like, you have to have differences of opinions and feelings get hurt and priority shift. There has to be vulnerability. Yes, there has to be. Um, and oftentimes I would argue that I feel like that's where women can lead. We Mm. can lead in that emotional uh, intelligence and lead in that emotional intimacy, because I think we're fit to be best at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as long as we're creating um, a safety for ourselves around what it is we're experiencing, then we will give it to the people in our sphere. We will, we will give that to others. And so um it's just so vital that we're able to it, that cliche statement and it's investing in yourself. Um, I call it providing self-value. Um, we're always looking to, um, provide value wherever we go, but whether then when it comes to us, we're not ready to give ourselves value. Yes. Um, 
And I think as mothers, it's really easy to put everyone else above you. And I think a key shift for me in realizing and healing um, was to recognize that I am equally valuable to everyone in my family. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, we can do it, you guys. No. Um, Yeah. Okay, Miss Page, uh, is there any last thoughts that you wanted to share um, as people take these words and thoughts and start to implement them? Yeah. I would say start small. Um, Start small with um, your expectations. Um, Maybe drop a lot of expectations you currently have even and consider yourself an infant again in this area. And if there's something that you're wanting to create in your relationship, um, you have to be radically responsible to create it as best as you know how. And hopefully you have a partner who is on board with you um, being a you know co-creator in that. Um, and also like what you said, um, this takes time and as you and I know, um, you know, healing after a long, you know, marriage or a long relationship, um, it can take years. And I, and that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. But every single month and every single year and every single experience and every single modality that you add to creating the value in your yourself, your family, your relationship, um, it will grow exponentially. And so you, you, there's really little room for failure when you provide yourself with the tools um, and the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, and it takes two. Uh, you can change your relationship. Two. One person can change the relationship, but it still takes a partner willing. And that's what you were saying. And so it's so possible it is to, and it, as long as you're in that right frame of mind of like, we're doing this together, the co-creation, mm-hmm. I like that rather than I always have to be the one. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The big, the big, the big words that I try to, um, that are not allowed in my coaching programs <laughs> and with my clients are always never (laughs) should and sorry oh those are the four okay those are the four and um and if you can eliminate those four words from your vernacular um unless you actually have to say sorry for something (laughs) um uh then of course do Mm -hmm. but uh we don't need to be sorry for what we're feeling mm-hmm. if we're seeking to understand what it is we're feeling. Yeah. So, and that goes for understanding your partner to get curious um, with your man um, in order to drop that judgment and critique tendency that we have towards men. Um, 
we have to shift what it is we believe about men. And oftentimes those beliefs stem from childhood and also our experience in adult relationship. And, uh, and we have to, I think, show up uh, newly resolved to recognize that um, not all men are like the ones that we've experienced in the past. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. There's lots of different kinds of men out there. And I guarantee you all of them, whatever it is they're acting, however they're acting, they're still bidding for intimacy. Um, and I help women understand what men are wanting and how they're um, going about what it is they're wanting because it's very different than us. Mm. And so um, it, it's, it's a process. It takes time. Um, it's a joy and not men are not the problem necessarily. And neither are we. Yeah. It's, we, we have, have a problem. Villainize ourselves. Let's figure it out. Uh, yeah. Where can we find you Paige? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You can find me on my website. It's pagefranzen.com. And I have my three pro- coaching programs on there. Um, I have coaching options and I have ways for people to get in touch in, with me. They can sign up for communication through email or they can schedule a quick call at the bottom of each of my page. I give everyone a 20 minute free consultation to see if um, we're right for each other to work with. Um, and it's that easy. Great. All right. And I'll put all of that info in the show notes. So you can just click down below and go find Paige. She might be your, your next puzzle piece to work with. So thank you so much for taking the time page and uh, talking about what I think most couples could use more of. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ashlyn. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email.